up, y'all? Come on now, y'all can do better than that. What's up, y'all? All right, look, we about to make this the best chopper you done had all year long, all right? Look, some of y'all just got out the bed, still got boogers in your nose and stuff. And so, uh, look, we're Heavenly Voices Gospel Choir. We about to crank this bad boy up for y'all, all right? Here we go!
I know you just woke up, but it's okay. But you still have to know God is still good. How many of you know God is really good? Come on. Keep doing that. Keep doing it. He woke you up this morning, so you got something to be grateful about, all right? Here we go. Say it again. Say people from every nation. That means you, 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 and you. <laughs> Here we go. We wash it.
to do, and then all you have to do is they put a receptacle in your residence hall so you can just drop it off. So pick up some information on the way back. In the fall of 1988, before some of you were born, Tanya Frazier Carpenter began to pray. She began to pray for a gospel choir to be on the campus of Baylor University. In the fall of 1988, when she arrived on campus, and do you know by October the 18th of that very same semester, what became Heavenly Voices Gospel Choir was having their first rehearsal. And Ron English, who is the advisor of this choir, tells me that there were eight people at that rehearsal. And what you're looking at now is about half of the Heavenly Voices Gospel Choir. So you can see that God has done amazing things with this ministry and is doing amazing things. Heavenly Voices not only sings for us here in chapel, but they sing throughout Central Texas. They host Gospel Fest, which many of you have been to. And that brings people from all over the state onto our campus. I just want you to know, Heavenly Voices, that it's a highlight of my semester every, every semester when you guys come and you lead us in worship in a way that makes me know that Christ is evident and alive in your life. And I thank you for getting out of class and getting off work, some of you, and being here in this place. Um, if you like what you hear so much that you think, hey, I really want to be a part of that, Mondays at 7 o'clock in the evening, right over here in Miller Chapel, which is right next door. If you just show up, you can sing with them, and you can be one of them. And so come, Mondays at 7 o'clock. If you think, hey, I want to be in that choir, just come. Be in it. Stop. Don't make excuses. Just come. Um, they'll start playing music, and if you don't start singing, they will pop you on the back of the head and make you sing. Hey, I'm kidding. That's not true. That won't happen. I do want you to know that they're conducted this morning by Jared Fletcher, and Ron English is their advisor, and Nisha Evans is their uh, co-advisor. So I hope that you'll enjoy the worship today. I also want you to know in just a few minutes, Dr. Todd Buris is going to come and share with us. He's an associate professor of philosophy here on our campus. Many of you have had Dr. Buris, and I want to tell you a little bit of his pedigree because I think that's important, and then I want to tell you something all the more important. Dr. Buris received his bachelor's from Washita Baptist. He holds two master's degrees, one from Baylor and one from Yale University, and he completed his Ph.D. in philosophy at Yale in 2004. And what's even more important than that is that he's not only taught many of you, but he's gotten to know many of you. He's very well known on campus for his love of teaching and for his love of students. Most Friday nights, if you go to his house, if you were a fly on the wall in the Buris home, you would actually find there many students eating, enjoying rich conversation together, and learning a great deal about faith and a great deal about life. I know that you'll enjoy Dr. Buris as he shares his faith journey with us in just a few moments. But before that, I'm going to ask that we worship together a little more. There'll be some lyrics on the screen. I'm actually going to ask that you stand and we worship along with Heavenly Voices this morning. Hey, can you guys hear the choir? A little? Push them up some more? All right, Josh, can you do me a favor? Can you bring the levels up on the choir just about this much more? <laughs> that makes sense? This much more? <laughs> All right, that cool? Not me. <laughs> All right, let's do this real quick.
<laughs> How many know that you're a friend of God? Even on Baylor campus, I know that there are some people out there that struggle every day. And in your struggles, whenever you feel like you need to call on somebody, he'll be that friend. He's a friend that sticks closer than any brother. So we're just going to sing a song. I think everybody should know it. It's called, I Am a Friend of God. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call. Is it true that you are thinking of me? How you love me?
It's your turn to have fun, okay? Now listen, I, I understand that when some of you come to chapel, you sleep. <laughs> it's just an extra sleeping place. <laughs> so this time, we're actually going to dance, and you're going to dance too, okay? We ain't talking about the boot scooting boogie or what's the new dance? The dip? Uh, uh, the jerk. That's it. That's it. The jerk. <laughs> All right. Listen, this song is called Every Time I Turn Around, He Keeps Blessing Me. It's one of HB's all-time favorite songs. And towards the end of the song, we're going to send out the altos and the sopranos to come out to the audience, and we're going to dance together. All right? All right, say all right. All right, here we go. <laughs> That's bad English and going to Baylor. All right. <laughs> Sorry, English majors. Hey. 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 Here we go, here we go. Everybody say what's up with that? Here we go. When the praises go up, here we go. When the praises, 
Listen, listen. Listen, listen, listen. You gotta dance with me now. Now look, if you don't dance, you ain't gonna have no fun. You can't have your hair in a bun and still have fun. Alright? Now listen. Some of y'all didn't put no deodorant on this morning. It's okay. I understand. But for those of you who got some degree on, let's go for it. Now check this out. This dance is real simple. We're gonna make a square. Here we go. One, two, one, two, check it out. Go. Hey. Do one more time. Do one more time. Alright, break the music. Here you go. Break. Break. Now look, I need for some of you to put that Baylor education to work now. Come on. Alright? Just make a square. If you can't make a square, just make a circle, okay? This song does that every time I turn around, okay? On the count of four, here we go. I want to see everybody turn around. One, two, one, two, three, turn around, turn around. Everybody. Come on. Do it, do it again, do it again, do it again. Keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep going, keep going. Hold on. Hold, hold on, hold on. Now wait, some of y'all classmates ain't smart. <laughs> you told them to make a circle, they made a triangle. <laughs> all right, now the second one we're gonna do is called Stump on the Devil, all right? How many of y'all know the devil is a lie? That the Bible says no weapon formed against you shall be ever be able to prosper. That's the word of God, and that's true. So every time the devil tells you something's going on, remember the devil has no power. All right? Now check this out. Y'all ready, HV? Get a little room. 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 Here we go. One, two, one, two, now stop the door. What's up with us? 
12th chapter of Mark. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked them, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You you have truthfully said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Then Jesus saw that he answered wisely, and he said to them, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. The Gospel of our Lord. Well, I want to add my voice of praise to the heavenly voices choir. They are an impossible act to follow. I'm sure to disappoint you. You are not far from the kingdom of heaven. These are amazing words for anyone to hear from Jesus. You know, they apply to us, though, as well as to the man Jesus was disputing in this passage. Like that man, we have basically the right answer to an utterly essential question about life in God's kingdom. But we all know the difference between having basically the right answer and, well, knowing it. Anyone who has ever crammed for a test can tell you the difference between being very near the truth and getting all the way to it. Being close only counts for so much when it comes to the truth. Having sort of the right idea and really understanding it, well, there's all the difference in the world here. It's roughly the difference between a C and an A in any class worth your time. And so I take Jesus to be given this fellow he's talking to a C. This guy's understanding of life in God's kingdom is not bad. He's very near the truth. But wouldn't it be nice, to say the least, to earn a little better grade ourselves? Wouldn't it be nice to get a little nearer the truth? That would require us to really understand the right answer and not just recognize the right words when we hear them. So the question is, what does it mean to love God To love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. Now, whether you've thought about it or not, all of the disciples of Jesus have a working answer to this question in their minds, one they take for granted. And that little word, all, should keep us from feeling very comfortable with our assumed answers to this question. The greatest command is not to do something kind of sort of loving for your neighbor every once in a while. It is not to love God with some of your heart, some of your mind, and some of your strength, or to love God sometimes with all your mind, and sometimes with all your heart, and sometimes with all your soul and strength. It is a total command. Love God all the time with all you've got, heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. 
The fact that our answers are usually taken for granted also should make us a little uncomfortable, I think. Where exactly do we get our idea of what it means to love God with all we've got? Where exactly do we get our idea of when we've done enough? The danger, of course, is that we might take for granted some self-serving answers. It would be very easy to do, to tame the demands of this love command. And these tame answers could even be widely accepted in our culture. The church is always in danger of absorbing from the culture in which it is situated practices that distort its own understanding of the faith. And so, to do A-level work, you're going to have to dig up answers that we take for granted, drag them out into the life, to light, excuse me, and call them into question. My own spiritual journey has involved a long wrestling match with one assumed answer about what it is to love God with all your mind. The community that nurtured my faith, faith had tons of folks who had great working answers to what it was to love their neighbor, to what it was to love God with all their strength and with all their heart and with all their soul. They let their love for God run wild and free in worship and in prayer and in life. They would give you the shirt off their backs, walk the extra mile, and devote an immense proportion of their treasure and time to ministries to their neighbors all over the world. And yet, when it comes to loving God with all one's mind, I'm honestly not sure what most Christians today think. What do you think? What does it mean to love God with all one's mind? Your answer, I think, must depend on what you take the mind to be for. The heart is for loving, we know that. The strength is for work, we know that. To love God with these abilities is to apply them to the things of God. But what is the mind for? What is it an ability to do? Well, I intend my reflections this morning to leave you with more questions than they answer. I am a philosophy professor, after all. But I will leave you with the beginnings of a working answer. It's the only working answer I know. The mind is an ability to comprehend and know the truth and to guide, love, and work in light of the truth. The mind is an ability, in a word, to pursue wisdom. And wisdom is just our best answers to life's biggest questions. Where did we come from? Why are we here? What are we anyway, and how should we live? To love God with your mind is to pursue an answer to these questions with Christ at the center. To understand as well as your abilities will allow you to understand God and all things in relation to God and to pursue the wisdom that is Christ Jesus. So I I know, I, I know that sounds like an answer that only a college professor could love. You're thinking, are Christians really supposed to devote themselves to the life of the mind? Are we really supposed to pursue answers to the big questions, care about those things, and follow after them? Are we really to be lovers of wisdom? Let's be very close to the truth. Let's stand together for our benediction now which will be
on the screen and something that we will pray together. Together. God of infinite wisdom and of every truth, may I wonder lead to seeking. May our seeking lead to finding. May our finding lead to knowing. And may our knowing lead to loving. Amen.